Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 148. Take two. We're doing a take two. Yet, uh, unfortunately, yesterday's episode on Tuesday, which today's episode is dated for Tuesday, June 7th, is actually going to be dated for June 8th because yesterday's show got cut to five minutes. Hopefully today's show doesn't get cut to that as well. We are here. We are in the Hooper's Log. It is 2 p.m. Eastern. Normally, the show is at 8 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow's show for episode 149 will be at 8.30 p.m. Eastern because I am busy and I have things to do. But then after that, it's back to normal Tuesday, Thursday. Kind of a wacky week this week with things, uh, but we're here. We're here today. And we're going to recap game one and game two of the NBA Finals for you. Uh, shouldn't be too long, and we're also going to play tribute to the greatest athlete of all time. We'll be, we'll be here. We're going to get it done, and, and let's do that. Let's pay tribute to the greatest athlete of all time. We're not going to talk about rumors in the NBA today. Not enough time. We'll get to those on Thursday, and we'll just re-talk about all the things that should have been on the show for yesterday for episode 148, the original episode 148. But this is take two. Take two! And Kevin Hart's going to get it going here in a little bit. But first, we've got to give our contributions and our, our praises to the late, great Muhammad Ali. And I mentioned on the show for yesterday – um, for the original one, episode 148, for today's episode 148, that Muhammad Ali is in a class of his own. When it comes to being noted as the greatest athlete of all time and the greatest at what he ever did, it's really funny because some people might think of it as not enough praise. This guy was one of the greatest heavyweight boxers we've ever seen all time, ever. On top of that, from a humanitarian, his views, his opinions, and I'm the, I'm the biggest hypocrite of them all. I should be viewed as a hypocrite as well. I mean, I was not the – I'm one to criticize athletes who celebrate and who, and, who, and who showboat and who do all this and whatnot, yet Muhammad Ali did it higher at a higher level than all of them. He told you months in advance he would beat you. He told you he'd promote his promotion 
Then after he promoted his promotion, at his promotion, he would talk trash. Then after he talked trash at the promotion, then he would go into the fight and then talk trash in the fight, after the fight, immediately after to the press. You know, those post-game conferences they do right in the ring in boxing? He would talk trash right there. Then he would talk trash the next day, a month later, and then wait until the next fight, and he'd still be talking about it. This guy was one of the more incredibly verbose, outlandish, outlandish athletes we've ever seen. But I'm, I'm a hypocrite. We're all hypocrites. What we see today in sports if guys did anything like Ali, we criticize them. We do. I'm one of them. I'm not going to deny that. And from the perspective of when this guy did it to now, nowadays it's like, look, you can talk with all the freedom you can. You get criticized because you should keep it more under wraps for most things. Not all things, but for most things. Back then, if you did it and you were outlandish, especially with his heritage and the culture he came from and obviously the color of his skin, unfortunately – Thank God we've, we've evolved from that, but this, that's just the time period it was. He could have been killed for the things he did. Seriously, for the opinions, the things he did, uh, dra- dodging the draft from the standpoint of the system and what we had in America at the time. Muhammad Ali is the greatest athlete of all time, not just because he talked it and backed it up. He didn't just talk the talk, walk the walk. He talked the talk in life and backed it up in life. Muhammad Ali, the only guys I can think of comprehensibly to him, athletically and off the court, or excuse me, off the field, well, you know, when we're talking about a basketball show, so off the court, is, is guys like Lance Armstrong. Unfortunately, before Lance Armstrong got caught with cheating and admitted he cheated and all that kind of stuff, Lance Armstrong at one point in time, whether we like it or not, was probably the most inspirational athlete we've ever seen outside of Muhammad Ali. And then obviously we figured out that he cheated and whatnot. To me, he's still inspirational from the standpoint of he beat cancer. And if you've ever read Lance Armstrong's book, if that doesn't motivate you in life, which is one of the reasons why I do my show at such an intense rate, not to say Lance Armstrong's motivational from the standpoint of him cheating, but from the standpoint of his life, I don't know how you don't get out of bed every day and think you have it great. Lance Armstrong motivated me. But Muhammad Ali still did that at a higher clip than that. You know, Joe Lewis going overseas in the Olympics to fight in to, 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 to run in Germany, incredible. I mean, in front of in front of Hitler. Think about that. Imagine running in front of Hitler as a black man in 1938, in the midst of all the stuff going on with the World War potentially kicking off. Uh, I mean, unbelievable. And then you talk about other just athletes in their sports for knowing what they've done. You know, you got guys like like Michael Jordan. Uh, you got other guys, Babe Ruth. Willie Mays, uh, in the sport of, of hockey, Wayne Gretzky, but, 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 but Ali trumps them all. He does. He's insane. I mean, Ali, the greatest athlete of all time, dead at 74. There's been a bunch of other deaths in the world of sports, but he is the only one really worth, really worth talking about because when you say greatest of all time, he might even be better than that. Kevin Hart, get in here. Let's get it going. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Game one and game two of the NBA Finals. We're going to recap them here for you, and then we're going to get out of here because it's a quick show today. And then episode 149, we'll give you all the rumors that you want to hear, and we'll also recap game three, which is tonight on uh, on Wednesday. Again, remember, this show is on Wednesday, not Tuesday. It says Tuesday in the thing, but this is take two for Wednesday, June 8th. Game three is tonight. Cleveland is down 2-0 in the series. Kevin Love, 
just has been reported as being out. In game one, the Cleveland Cavaliers, look, they played well the first three quarters. They were down six. They were down nine at the half. They played a better better third quarter than, than the Golden State Warriors, and they found a way. They had momentum going into the fourth. But then this thing called the bench, and the Golden State Warriors, look, and if you would have said going into the fourth quarter that Clay Thompson and Steph Curry only had maybe a combined, you know, 12, 13, 14 points heading into the fourth, and the, the Warriors were up six, you would have thought, what's going on? Well, that bench was legendary. Look, Sean Livingston absolutely had one of the games of his life. I mean, Sean Livingston had 20 points off the bench, outperforming Steph Curry, outperforming Clay Thompson. In fact, both of them combined. Think about that. He, he, he combined for what both Steph and Clay put together with 20 points. That bench was legendary. I mean, think about it. 45 points off the bench to 10 points off the bench for Cleveland. And Cleveland played very well. They did. And don't get me wrong, Clay and Steph did not. But Sean Livingston, 20 points. Leandro Barbosa, 11. Andre Iguodala, 12. And you got a couple from Festus Azili. But Clay Thompson only had nine points. Steph Curry had 11. Both guys combined eight of 27 from the floor, four of 13 from three. Only one guy got to the line, and that was Clay Thompson. That was a garbage fest by the starting rotation of the Golden State Warriors. Anyone who says elsewise is out of their mind and crazy. Absolutely unconscionable, institutionally stupid. Kyrie Irving had 26 for Cleveland. LeBron James was, I believe, uh, he was an assist away from a triple-double. He had 23 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals. Yes, he turned the ball over four times. Kevin Love also had 17 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists. He also had four turnovers. But Kyrie Irving had 26 points. He had three turnovers, or excuse me, three turnovers, but he also had three steals. Look, the Cleveland Cavaliers in game one, you can say all they want. They lost by 15, but that was just domination by the bench in that ball game. And that's, that's where you got to give the credit to Game one was all about the bench. Kevin Love, he actually played some really good post moves in the, in, the, in the post. He had some really good post moves down low to get Golden State off their, off their, uh, their comfort zone. Because when you have guys banging down low and Kevin Love, who can also spread the floor doing what he did, that's going to create some problems. And don't get me wrong, Kevin Love, he did a good enough job in game one, he still wasn't good enough to compete. Kyrie Irving, 26 points. He did enough. LeBron James did enough. Tristan Thompson, 10 points. No, not going to get it done. Although he did have a double-double, 10 and 12. J.R. Smith, unacceptable. Only three shots attempted in 36 minutes. Three points altogether off one three-pointer late in the ballgame. Unacceptable. Channing Frye, only seven minutes played. What are you doing, Tyron Lue? What are you doing? Two points from Channing Fry, Amon Shumpert three, Richard Jefferson three, Matthew Delvadova two. That's the ten points right there. That's a joke. That's not. That's not acceptable. Not acceptable. And I'll get into this point a little bit later in a second after I talk about game two, uh, as the Warriors win game one, one hundred four to eighty nine, going up one zero in the series. And then you go into game. Uh, you go into game two, where let's be honest, the Cavs came out and were firing. The first quarter, they dominated. They were playing their brand of basketball the way they wanted, up 21-19, to 19, getting everything their way the way they wanted to get it going, 21-19 to 19 going into the second quarter. And you saw the Warriors slowly start to sap at the Cleveland Cavaliers' ability to compete. Look, the Cavs kept it close going into the half. They were only down nine. They got outscored by 10, or excuse me, they were, they were down by eight going into the half. They were only, down, they were only lost by 10 in the second quarter. 
and Golden State chipped away in that second quarter that made it interesting and made it fascinating. But from the perspective of LeBron James still one assist short in game two, 19 points, nine assists, and two or eight rebounds, four steals. Yes, he had seven turnovers, but he was trying to do a lot. LeBron James was trying to do all he could in that game. And, and I know Kevin Love went out early in the ball game with a concussion in the second quarter, or, yeah, sometime in the second quarter. But, dude, 20, po- 20 minutes played, five points, two of seven from the floor, three rebounds. I know that was only one half of basketball, but come on, man. What's love got to do? Dude, you suck. Kevin Love, I don't care that you're not out for tonight. I'm not, I don't care that you're not playing tonight. This team might actually have a better shot at winning game three without Kevin Love due to the matchup problems that they're, that they're provided. Kevin Love, 2-7 from the floor in game two. Warriors win 110-77. to 77, and, it, and, and honestly, by the end of this ballgame, it felt like a 70-point victory by the Warriors, and the Cavs felt like they didn't do anything. I mean, 110-77. to 77. The first half, Cleveland played fine. They were fine. But something happened in the second half where Tyron Lue did not make the adjustments necessary to match up with what Golden State was doing. Draymond Green was looking like a, a third splash brother out there, making step-back threes, literally just sapping the will out of the Cleveland Cavaliers, everything. Everything was being sapped out. Klay Thompson, Steph Curry showed up a little bit better. Still, Steph Curry not acceptable, 18 points, although he did shoot 7-11 from the field. He did have nine rebounds. He did have four assists. He found a way to get his teammates involved, but he did not put the scoring output that we're used to seeing. Klay Thompson, again, 17 points. You've got to give credit again to that bench. Leandro Barbosa, 10 points. Sean Livingston, 7. Andre Goodall, 7. That was a complete team effort with Draymond Green dominating at the starting four unbelievable by the Golden State Warriors in game two and, and let me just say this and I said this was, I said this was going to happen and, and, I, and I mentioned this in the, in the last episode 148 but unfortunately uh, I got cut off but I want to say it here uh, Tyron Liu getting the coaching job after David Black got fired still baffles me to this day it does Tyron Liu b- being the head coach of this team still does not make any sense at all whatsoever reason being Look, David Blatt had your team, David Blatt had your team at, what, at 30 and 11 in the first 41 games, half of the season, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, our locker room's not happy, our locker room's not this, that. Look, here's the thing. You might have some downturn. You might have some, some, some off moments as a team when it comes to your, your chemistry at times during the season. But when the, when the going gets tough like it is right now, and like it did in game two when you're only down eight and you get blown out by darn near 33 points, I mean, when you get beat that bad in a basketball game and the second half you are completely lifeless, garbage in the second half, normally good coaches who have championship experience as a head coach, David Blatt was the Greg Popovich of, of overseas. He was. He was the Phil Jackson, Greg Popovich, Red Auerbach, However you, want to, however you want to slice it and dice it to John Wooden. And they let him go because the locker room wasn't happy and because he wasn't one of LeBron's boys. Hey, LeBron, guess what? David Blatt, 2-1 and one in the NBA Finals last year, leading over the Golden State Warriors with who? Matthew Dellavedova? Timothy Mozgov? J.R. Smith? I mean, think about that. Just wrap your mind around that, LeBron. And, and Dan Gilbert, whoever made that decision to get, rid of Ty, uh, to get rid of David Blatt, this might be 
what did them in. The move they made back in back in uh, late January, early February to get rid of David Black might have did this team in at this point in time in June of 2016. Six, five, six months later, this might have been that might have been the move that did this team in already. Everything that we saw from last NBA Finals to now, you're seeing a team completely different when it comes to making adjustments in-game and to the next game. Now, don't get me wrong. They made adjustments coming into game two where they looked much better. Everyone's forgetting that because they got their ass blown out in game two in the second half. But they, they looked much better in, this, in the first half in game two than they did in all of game one, except for maybe the third quarter where they found a way to bounce back after the half. This team only makes half-to-half adjustments. Outside of game two coming into the second half, this team made all the adjustments they possibly could to try and match Golden State. But outside of that, they, they've been garbage. And Kevin loves to blame. I'm, I'm serious. Kyrie Irving, everyone was knocking him prior to the series on his ability to play defense. And I was saying, come on, how can you blame this guy for playing defense the way he has? How can you blame him for what he's done? 83rd out of all possible point guards, 85 playing defensive efficiency, PER, whatever you want to call it, those, those advanced metrics. And, and, and it's being exposed. I mean, Kyrie Irving, offensively, he's fine. Now, he played horribly in game two, but offensively, he's fine. Defensively, he, he's a liability. Kevin Love, liability. Kevin Love, on both ends of the court, is a huge liability. This guy is garbage. Look, okay, okay. everyone's talking about how bad Kevin Love is. Can you imagine being Andrew Wiggins right now? Andrew freaking Wiggins. Now imagine Kyrie Irving, Andrew Wiggins, LeBron James, Tristan Thompson. Then you have maybe Timothy Mozgov or whoever else you want to put out there at the four training fry or at the five training fry. You you think about it. That's a pretty damn good team. That's a pretty damn good team if you ask me. And all of a sudden, (laughs) it's looking like that, 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 that political move for LeBron to come back to Cleveland to, to shaft his entire organization to say, hey, go get Kevin Love. If you don't get Kevin Love, we're not going to win a title. Oh, really? Oh, really? And I know they still have a year, a chance next year to do it, but this Golden State team, look, and, and, and there's just no knock on LeBron from the standpoint of, look, I think he got blindsided by how good this Golden State team was. Everyone's been saying it on the radio lately. I think it's true. I, I think, honestly, he could not anticipate what was to happen that the Golden State Warriors have turned into this absolute juggernaut now. We're talking about potentially the greatest team of all time in the Golden State Warriors, and I'm not one to, I'm not one to knock it. Bag to bag like I'm going to cover a lethal weapon. Bag to bag like I'm Jordan 96 and 97. Oh, maybe Curry, Team 16. Maybe. Change it up, Drake. But no, seriously, I mean, Kevin Love being, being put on this team when Andrew Wiggins is now going to be Probably a top five shooting guard in the next year or so. Sometime going into summer of 2017, we might be talking about Andrew Wiggins as a top 10 shooting guard in the league. And you gave that up for Kevin Love, who's a complete liability on both ends of the court. It's a trap. Look, you talk about not reading into the future, giving up things for your franchise to ruin it. I think, I think this is the part. Look, LeBron does not deserve any flack at all for what's happening in this finals from a play perspective. But from the political, you know, organization perspective, changing things on uh, away from the court, getting things dictated like getting rid of David Blatt, taking, putting in Kevin Love, getting the team that you want. No, LeBron, you're getting exactly what you wanted. These last 24 months of your career, 
of what we're talking about right now have been your fault off the court. It's where you deserve the blame. All of it. Because, look, you wanted to be tested. Last year, yes, injured. Everyone proved. But coming into this finals, you had everything set up on a freaking platter, silver platter, set up for you to win the NBA championship, and you're choking it away. Flat out. Now, it's not maybe not choke, not choke. But your team is not good enough. And you ruined a potential future piece of this organization, whether it's Dan Gilbert or LeBron, of getting rid of a guy like Andrew Wiggins. All because you look short-sighted instead of long-term. Andrew Wiggins, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, that's a big three right now in the NBA when he came into the league winning Rookie of the Year last year. You threw that away, LeBron. All because you wanted your guys. Well, guess what, LeBron? Step back. Stop playing GM. Stop playing head coach. Stop playing all these roles off the court. Go back to playing a basketball player right now because you're ruining your franchise from, the, from within because you're impatient. It's just that simple. Stay patient, LeBron. It's not going to be an overnight success in Cleveland. Look at the Golden State Warriors, the perfect example. Within the last four years, this team has improved tenfold nearly every single year the last three years, especially since the last year of Mark Jackson, getting to the postseason, then losing, then getting, obviously, even the finals, winning, and then now we're about to win again and become the greatest team of all time. That's the success rate you need to look at, LeBron. Not this, oh, I need my guys now. I need to get rid of these guys now. No. A joke. And in tonight's game, look, and again, again, we're giving all this flack to Cleveland, deservedly so. They're not playing well. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're definitely not on pace to win this championship. But with all that being said, I still think they have a 35% chance of winning, of winning the, the series. Tonight, I think they have an 80% chance of winning the game, and that's even without Kevin Love. I still think they have a chance of doing it. And for that alone, you can't you, – look, we're all so short-sighted on this. If, if, if you have any ounce of remembrance, go back to, the, go back to the, uh, the, the Western Conference Finals, this last one, between the Thunder and, and Warriors. <laughs> down 3-1. Warriors came back. Uh, Thunder were down uh, by 40 in game one, and they came back and won the series, and they won four of the next five. There's a lot to step back from and recognize that this series is just not over. It's got a long way to go. Two games up is, is, is Golden State. And tonight, Cleveland, I think they're going to come out motivated knowing that, LeBron, knowing, that Kevin Love is, knowing that Kevin Love is out, knowing that they've got a chip on their shoulder. They have to win tonight. It's a must-win tonight. If, if the Cavs lose tonight, knowing that I think they're going to win tonight, if they lose tonight down 3-0, it's over. So no, no, it's over. That right there, if, if the Cleveland Cavaliers lose tonight and LeBron James finds a way to bring his team back from 3-0 to beat this Golden State Warrior team, that's where he becomes the greatest player of all time. But as of right now, and he still can be if he wins this series, but as of right now, it's, uh, it's bleak. It's bleak as of now. We might have a whole different narrative tomorrow if the Cavs come out and win by 15. We might. And that could be the case. Role players play better. Refs uh, call games differently in Golden, uh, you know, for home teams. They call them differently. Things will be different. I anticipate it being different, and I anticipate that being the outcome tonight. It's going to be an outstanding game. Game three tonight, uh, again, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9, 9 p.m. Eastern on, uh, on ABC tonight. Yeah, we got about a minute left on the show. Again, I told you, like I said, a quick one. Again, Episode 148, take two. We just finished it up. It's over now. Hopefully, it'll go up well on the uh, Blog Talk Radio site, and then we will have uh, we will have game uh, we will have game three recap tomorrow for episode 149 on Thursday. 
We'll talk about all the rumors and all the news going around the NBA that's been going on for the last week that we could not get to and unfortunately got cut off from for episode 148 from yesterday. Again, thank you again for listening, everybody. Thank you again for listening to the podcast again tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow, right before uh, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern for episode 149. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Enjoy the final tonight. Woo! Hopefully it's a better one in the last two games. Yikes. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.